Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. I'm thinking about the human impulse to name things and know the names of things. There's a mountain peak I see whenever I drive up over Donner Pass to Lake Tahoe. And every single time I say to myself, I wonder what that's called. I've been told its name, but just like the exact elevation of Donner Pass, which is over 7,000 feet, and also a palindrome giving me two of the four numbers, I can't seem to remember it. I used to name my cars, the red and white 69 VW bus that stalled out on the highway every time I drove to Vermont was called Alice. But subsequent rides devolved to the Dasher wagon and the planet Jetta. After I finally figured out that Volkswagens had to be repaired all the time and Toyotas did not, I dropped the manufacturer's names too. One line of thought says naming things is a way to claim them. If you call it Castle Peak, instead of Third Mountain on the left, you're more involved. And of course, if you name it after yourself or your favorite president, there's an assumption of possession. The land I live on, which is mostly owned by Bank of America, is unseated by the local native Nisanon tribe. I refer to it as the poem farm with mixed feelings, thinking I should learn the Nisanon name and also maybe give it back to them. Robert Haas, a poet I love, once wrote, Of all the laws that bind us to the past, the names of things are stubbornest. I can still remember how proud I was of learning to spell our street name when I was a kid, Divisadero. Between that and San Francisco, I felt glad to be from where I was from, so I knew how to spell those hard words early on. I thought it gave me an advantage in facing other life difficulties. Mind you, I was six. When I hear the street on the news, I can see it, a silver ribbon extending from the bay all the way to Market Street. It is mine, the way the whole city is mine, 58 years after we moved, the way California remained mine when I lived in Boston, Norway, and Chicago. But it's not that I own these places, it's that I belong to them. They own me, if you will. My skin wakes up in a primal way at the smell of eucalyptus cloaked in fog, or the cable cars chime even in a stupid TV ad. Every lighthouse is the Alcatraz light hitting my bedroom window. As I write this, I can feel language receding and my senses coming forward. The names are meaningful to me, but it's the sensory response to where I am that carries real power. Because we're animals in the end. We managed without words for a long time, and that memory lives in our cells. The names of things may be stubbornest, as Haas says, but what we experience is most essential. Salt air, the sun on our faces, and the cries of whatever those birds are, the ones we don't know the names of, right where we're standing. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. 
Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.